celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls right now. For Dr. Debbie at 1-866-405-8405. Or do you want to talk to groomer Joey Volani or animal communicator Joy Turner, our pet travel expert Susan Sims, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We're all here to help you with your animals' problems. And, of course, Stacy Cohen working on news. Well, when this man bought his chihuahua, I don't think he was shopping for a guard dog. Turns out this little chihuahua is more than just a chihuahua. He's one tough little cookie. And we have video of a robbery that took place and this chihuahua that actually saved the day. It's all coming up on Animal Radio. Well, very exciting. We link to that video, by the way, over at AnimalRadio.com. This dog has been uh, on Good Morning America, Inside Edition. Well, not the dog, but the dog's owners. Can we, <laughs> can we see to it that we get the owners on before the end of the show today? With I'll one? make sure of that. Because I'd like to talk I'm, to them. I want to know his agent, man. i got to get connected <laughs> like that. I think I think he will need an agent after this. I know that, uh, boy, his, his career has taken off. The little chihuahua thinks he's a Doberman. He's a cutie. Yeah. And of course, speaking of cuties, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, going to have oh. surgery on Tuesday oh. for her luxating patella. And if you missed last week's show, that's a trick knee, and toy breeds are especially predisposed to this trick knee where uh, I believe some ligament kind of slides out of the kneecap. Anyway, uh, it turns out that when she was standing up and putting her legs back, stretching them out, we thought it was just the most cutest, adorable thing in the world. But she was and actually now you know now we know she was trying to put those knees back in place. And I've heard that there are actually dogs that will learn after a while to stand on their front two legs if their back knees are uh, causing them trouble. And so, oh yeah, yeah, and then they do like a handstand, yes. and they'll actually walk that way. And I saw videos of that, and I thought it was the cutest thing. But it's it's really they're in trouble, is what you're saying. Usually. It is, and, and my own dogs have done that a little bit when I put like little dog booties on their back feet. If you've ever done that, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and they do weird things, you know, like kind of kick their feet up in the air like horses. Yeah, so um, now my question it's not always sickness. <laughs> I always suspect the worst in people. Sometimes is it possible? that the people that sold Judy this animal, that adopted this animal to Judy, knew at the time that it had a luxating patella. Is it something that you can tell at, what was it, eight she weeks? She was eight weeks. Eight weeks old? Or is it something that she grows into? It's generally something that's not quite that apparent at that age. And a lot of pet owners don't know for years, and then they'll come in for a pet visit, a regular health visit, and I'll say, oh, how are these knees doing? And they're like, what do you mean? And in many cases, <laughs> these pets have it for years and years, and, and they may or may not show a little subtle sign. And it's just a matter of becoming informed and knowing what to watch for. And, yes, picking up that leg in the rear and kind of maybe skipping a couple steps and then putting it right back down and going on full full bore gas like nothing ever slowed him down. Yeah. That, for me, is a big sign of a, a luxating patella. And then you mentioned the doggy that stretches that leg out in the back like they're trying to kick, uh, kind of like a karate kick behind them. Uh-huh. She does it real fast, And too. she usually does it after she uh, urinates. After which, she squats. At, which means, I think, that she's using those particular ligaments as she squats. So I don't know if this is mm-hmm. more prominent in females that stick out their legs, too. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. No. What I do want to know... Is how much it costs, because right now we heard that this is, uh, we're going to be paying about $2,100 for one knee. $2,100, we're only getting one knee done. Thank you, Care Credit, by the way. If you're ever in a situation (laughs) where you cannot afford a particular uh, procedure at your veterinarians, ask them if they have Care Credit. In the first six months, if you get approved, and chances are you will, because I got approved, (laughs) (laughs) 
the first six months are interest-free, and if you can pay that back in six months, you can have these procedures done. And, of course, as we get more technology, more procedures are available for these animals and, and cost more. But uh, you use yeah. Care Credit at your office, don't you? Oh, gosh, yeah, we sure do. And and that's the thing. is It's not accepted everywhere. So you do want to check with your veterinary office if they accept this. But it, they also use it at chiropractors, uh-huh. human uh, dental offices. So it's a pretty familiar thing out there to a lot of professionals. So it can really be a lifesaver if you utilize this. And you have to pay into that, don't you? Uh, they, they charge any company, you know, a, a percentage of, you know, the total bill. Um, you know, but it's kind of like Visa MasterCard. Sure. You know, it's a, it's a great resource for the veterinary office as well as for the, the pet owner. So, um, yeah, it's a win-win for everybody, really. This is good because I thought I'd have to hit the streets. And, uh, <laughs> <That's all>. Yeah. one 405 Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. It's toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. Connect with any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions, a groomer, Joey Falani, animal communicator, Joy Turner, bridging that gap, Susan Sims and Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here for you toll-free. Now, coming up this hour in today's show, or this hour is next hour? Okay, coming up in next hour, we're going to be talking to the owner of Paco. Who's Paco, you say? Who's Paco? you got to know Paco by now. Paco is the dog, the chihuahua, and that viral video going around YouTube that scared off the robbers at a smoke shop in Los Angeles. And uh, he's getting pretty famous. Apparently, he's been on uh, Good Morning America, Inside Edition, and now with Animal Radio. I mean, can you really there go you any go. further? Uh, they'll be talking with us in just a few minutes, and I understand that the owner actually fears for Paco's life now, as I probably would, too. Oh, Yeah. Everybody knows about him now. He's got to be careful. Details coming up in a few minutes. He has his own Twitter page, or Facebook (laughs) and Twitter account. Not a great week for a bear in Newport, Tennessee. The the black bear spent three weeks roaming with a large plastic jar stuck over its head. Think about that. That's terrible. I know. A horrible thing. Uh, wildlife officials were trying so desperately to catch him for three weeks. They finally did, but before that, the police would get reports that there's a black bear wandering around the foothills with what appeared to be a space helmet on his head. <laughs> Being invaded. Him. Yep. <laughs> By bears. By bear. Space bears, space the worst bears. kind. Apparently, the bear had not eaten during the three weeks because Ooh. of this, but... Get this, the bear was able to drink by laying its head on a pond or a stream so that water would enter the jar, and then he would drink. It's wow. good thing he didn't suffocate. Yeah. Aren't the innovations amazing? Yeah. It's truly amazing, the story of that bear. We're happy that he's uh, finally got that. I actually went around several weeks with one of those on my head, plastic. It was a pretzel jar. I was trying to get the salt at the bottom of the pretzel jar, because yeah. that's the best part of the pretzels. But the sad part was it would easily come off. You just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Joey Volani, what's your tip going to be today? Well, how to deal with the skunk late at night and get rid of that stink. On that, your that's animal, what I assume. Talking about because I had this problem. Okay. Oh, no. Yes, yes. Personal experience? Well, you know what? When your dog gets sprayed and you got to take care of it, yes, it, it becomes a personal experience uh. because you become part of that experience. Okay, okay. Well, that's coming up in just a few minutes. Also, Joy Turner kicks off her new segment this week. She'll be telling us... How we can talk with our animals, giving us tips, trade secrets, so that you can talk with your animal without joy. Putting yourself out of business, aren't you? But wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone could hear their friends? This is true. Oh, I might be nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Little word what they might say. Lots of people say that. Stacy's in the newsroom working hard. What are you working on? Well, do you ever tell your kids something like, 
ten times and you say to yourself, oh, I just wish they could grow another pair of ears. Well, there's a dog in China that has actually grown two pair of ears, and the second pair of ears are bigger than the first pair of ears. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. That happened to me. It did. Yeah, I grew Personally? a second chin. You I grew, grew a second, second chin. chin. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I grew a second chin. Hey, Kelly. Yes. Welcome to the show. I have Lottie, the world famous Russian dog wizard, right here for you. Well, great. I tell you, I just need a little advice on some neighbor's dogs that when they're out and we go back to our, our mailboxes joined together and stuff, I mean, they just go on the attack. And oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What is your name again? Kelly. Kelly. Kelly is the latest name. Uh, you know, it, or I'm mistaken. <laughs> so. <laughs> What the problem is, I see you have a little bit accent, sounds like me, so I need to a little bit, please speak slowly. <laughs> what state are you calling us from? Uh, Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Okay. So, what, uh, let me start from the end. Uh, give me a please question. How can I stop my dog from... Well, they're not my dogs. That's one of the problems. They're the neighbor's dogs. Okay. How can I, how can I make my neighbor's dog shut up? That's what you're calling me about? Or, yeah, or just stay on, stay in their area, you know, and just... Okay, stop, you want you wanna your dog stay in some area. You don't want uh, your neighbor's dog c- uh, cross path uh, your property. That's what you're calling me about? Yeah, and, you know, and, uh, and kind of running at us when we go to get our mail or something like that. They just uh, come at us barking, you know, and everything. Do you, do you afraid they're going to snap you or... Well, I'm not. I'm not so much afraid of that as just the annoyance of them barking at me and running at me. Okay, so let me give a great suggestion right now. And I'm together. It's my privilege to have it. Uh, Joe Turner, she's animal communicator, and I'm gonna ask you for thirty seconds. Give her advice to you as well, from because she's like, like a doggy psychic. She maybe knows what the dogs are thinking when they're barking at you. Okay, here is my quick fix. I would use your favorite American method of carrots and stick. Okay, you always offer the carrots first. But you should be able to re- retaliate safely if you need to. Here's what I would do. Instead of carrots, some dogs eat carrots, but, you know, most of them don't. I would use delicious treats. If it takes, I would use hot dog. And I would even fry hot dog on, uh, with garlic and butter. That would create irresistible. For this type of the treats, your dog, it's a Russian slang. Your dog is going to uh, betray its, uh, the, your neighbor's dogs are going to betray its own mother. Which is in Russia, we never do that. But if I say like this, it's gonna, it should be something outrageously delicious. I would uh-huh. fry it, I would put it in the plastic bag, make sure it's uh, not, not, not warm, uh, excuse me, not uh, hot. And after that, I would also use another device on another hand, if I need to, by name, Pet Convincer. It's a spray of the air, very effective one, you can Google it. Pet convincer, uh-huh. like convince someone. So okay. I would, I would just approach and very nicely say, "Good girls," before even they bark. And even they bark, just 
toss them those kalbasa a little bit, okay? They eat it, and after that, depends. If they want to bark at you again, you say, uh-uh, my guys, you know, you cannot have hot dog and, and, and try to bark at me at the same time. So you pull that air air gun and just push the button, and the dog's going to fly out from you with the speed of Russian satellite, satellite-guided missile. One convincing air blast, that dog's, that problems will be in the past. And once they come down, you shovel them that hot dog again, and if you do it and uh, you know one after another and you do it few consecutive times you probably will be done with your problem well, okay. Joe, what do you think about this? What what the dogs mind? Why they bark at this uh, collar? Well, and let me ask you, please, Kelly. You feel from them that they're being friendly. You said you're not afraid they're going to bite you. They're not afraid. You know, just going by their size, I'm not real worried about them biting me. But the, you know, they're coming at me pretty aggressive. You know, and it's you know, obviously I understand they don't understand property, but God boundaries, but you know, it, it's aggravating when they're crossing over to my yard and barking at me on my property. Yeah, and what they're showing me is that they don't really have what I would consider much respect for anybody else's boundary for property. Right. So um, part of what I would do is actually ask the owner. I think what Vlad suggested is really good. It's not going to hurt the dogs. It's going to encourage them to be friendly with you. And if they're not, then you're going to show them that that's not a good idea. And I would also speak with the owner and ask if he might teach them to stay in their yard. Uh-huh. Just, you know, be, again, polite and nice about it. Then, if not, it's going to become your job to teach them how you want them to behave with you because they're looking for some kind of an authority, and apparently they're not getting it very well at home. That's a great advice because in Russia we shoot first and ask uh, after. So she's asking you to ask them first about make sure they would be nice to you. Because yeah. you and I know people are crazy. Dogs are okay. It comes every time, every minute. Yes, Joe? Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you for calling, guys. Thank you. one 8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. Radio. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. 
Fido Friendly Magazine is celebrating their 50th issue with Betty White on the cover and would like to share a golden opportunity with you. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog for 50% off. Just call toll-free 1-888-881-5861 and mention Animal Radio to receive your discount. Once again, that number is 1-888-881-5861. Start receiving the one magazine your dog will thank you for today. Hey, this is Wendy Diamond and Lucky Diamond, my dog, and you are listening to Animal Radio. Don't forget, spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. I got Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on? I got a 13-year-old Australian Shepherd. And uh, she's got a, a lump on the right side of her neck. And uh, so I took her to the vet. And he was saying that he believed it was probably cancer, a tumor. And because mm-hmm. uh, of her age, he said it probably wouldn't do any good to operate on her. Or he goes, you know, you can drive the Cadillac and do all the testing and all that. He said biopsies are here to spend about a grand. And uh, he said, but with her age, it'd be really hard on her. But anyway, I can, mm-hmm. sometimes I reach over there and feel it, and it doesn't feel like it's as big. It feels like it's kind of moved down, maybe moved flat or something. It's done what? It's gone flat? Yeah, it's like it's it's not it's it's still there, you can still feel it, but it feels like it's kinda of moved moved across her throat more. Okay. And it's not near the size of of it. But and sometimes you feel it and it's you know I wanna say maybe the size of a tennis ball. Okay. Alright. So and yeah. now if, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you if she's having any trouble eating, swallowing, anything like that. Uh, the deal, deal with the swallowing is I noticed that more when she's drinking water, and she kind of, she gags. Mm, okay. She'll gag. But she doesn't, she doesn't ever throw nothing up, but mm-hmm. she will gag, kind of cough. I switched her. I was feeding her all dry food. Now I got her on canned food. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now she is. She acts like she's constipated, but when she goes, it's it's diarrhea, mm. and uh, man, does it stink! Oh, and she doesn't go very much. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we. We got a couple things going now. How is she generally feeling? Is she uh, eating? Does she seem to have her normal spunk and activity? Yeah, she's eating like a horse, <laughs> and uh, I mean, she, you know, she's getting her bowl early, going to her bowl early, you know, and uh, she, uh, they, you know, we get out, and go for walks, and 
man, she's ready to play and doesn't act like anything's wrong. Okay. Well, that's all. I'm glad to hear that because that's all good stuff as far as, you know, her energy for life and her daily activity. Now, um, you said that the vet suspected this might be a thyroid based tumor, and that's probably based on, like, where it's at um, in the neck area. Did they do any kind of sampling from that at all? No. No. He was, you know, he was, we were both kind of the pen, you know, because of our age and. And mm-hmm. uh, and everything, and and uh, he was telling me that he could send me someplace where they could do a biopsy, and he and there was something else he called it a biopsy, and then what's the other one you do? Uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot that actually, and and that's where I mean, depending on what your um, steps and how you might manage your pet's disease. There's all sorts of different ways we can approach this. Now, the most aggressive way would be to get an actual biopsy, a piece of that, Um, you know, get full lab work, find out where we're at. Sometimes we'll even do things like CT scans in dogs so we know what the extent, what it's attached to, um, so we can know what the surgical approach would be. Now, if you're not inclined to go that road and go full guns in that department, you know, there's some other options we can do to figure out maybe a little bit more what we're up against to get an idea uh, what else we can be doing to preserve quality of life. And, and for many of my clients, that's that's really what I try to focus on in a, you know, double-digit pet is, um, you know, really to make sure those days are happy and healthy. And, you know, maybe you don't want to do a big extensive surgery and, and see a specialist. But right. the things you... Things you might consider um, looking at, in many cases with a mass, and a thyroid mass, I'll agree, a, an actual biopsy is better, but we can sometimes just do a needle biopsy to get an idea what we might be up against. So we basically do that on an outpatient visit. It doesn't require anesthesia. We take a sample with a needle, make some slides, send that out to a specialist, and they try to give us their idea of what's going on. Um, another big thing that I'll do if we have a mass, especially in the thyroid area, is I'll check um, a dog's chest x-rays. And the reason is is because approximately 30% of thyroid tumors, if they're malignant, will actually already have spread, um, and many times they'll spread to the lungs. So 30% of the time, that may help us make some big decisions where you're at right now with your overall health. Um, and so those steps I would certainly, um, you know, have you consider um, just so you know what you're up against because the straining you're describing um, is is very consistent with diarrhea. And, um, and actually a lot of times when we see pets straining to go and they just dribble out little drops of liquid, um, they aren't truly constipated. They're just straining with that cramping and that urgency with diarrhea. So a um, little different approach, but it sounds like we need to do something for her for her comfort. So, um, you know, I might... Uh, uh, you know, have you think long and hard how you want to go from here. And if you're interested in doing some of the, the milder things, um, yeah, I would certainly encourage you on that aspect. Okay. All right. What what do I do about the diarrhea for now? I mean, is there anything I could, I could, uh, I yeah. mean, yeah. we don't know what's going on, do we? Exactly. So, I mean, some of the, the the mild things you can do while you're waiting to get into your vet office would be, you know, offering very bland food, staying away from those table scraps, just very bland food. Um, a lot of times, like the chicken and rice uh, type diets, so you can boil chicken, uh, add a little white rice into that. Um, it's generally pretty bland, easy on the tummy. And uh, some cases, I'll just try a little couple uh, tablespoons of uh, canned pumpkin helps to actually firm up the poop. Um, and, and that's just kind of a, a just a generic thing that we can try. 
dye to help uh, make those stools more more solid. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, her diarrhea is going to kind of make you do something, and, and hopefully it's something we can help out and just make her more comfortable. And especially since she sounds like she's an old gal who's got a zest for life, I, I like that. Yeah, she's uh, she she was ready to play this morning. We were out. We went for a little walk this morning, and uh, man, she was she was ready to play. And and uh, but then she, you know, she got to stop and run over there, and the diarrhea hits her, I guess. Yeah. Well, I hope that works out for you. And let me know if, um, you know, if you get on another treatment avenue and how things turn out, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie. We're all sitting here waiting for you. If you got a pet question, pick up that phone. We're at 1-866-405-8405. Joy Turner is uh, going to be giving us the first of a segment of lessons on how to talk to our animals. And she assures me this is something I can do, correct? Absolutely, Hal. Everybody can do it. We're all born doing it. We just get taught out of it. Okay. Taught out of it. That's too bad. More details on the way with that. I'm hoping within five weeks that I can really communicate with my animal after all of these segments here. I'm not sure they want to communicate with you, though, Hal. Yeah, maybe they're I think they want to tell them off myself. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Have you ever operated on a tortoise? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We get, um, you know... Las Vegas area, we have desert tortoises that are indigenous to our area. So we get a lot of these guys, yeah. There was an artificial limb put on an African tortoise at Washington State University. Now, the, it didn't, uh, the limb didn't come from like a, a prosthetics lab or anything like that. Uh-huh. The limb came from Ace Hardware. Which Ace is, Hardware. and they're not a sponsor. They by sell the way. turtle limbs at Ace Hardware. You can get no. Well, they sell the wheels, like the caster wheels that you put on the bottom of uh, on uh, your chairs, office chairs. Office chairs. What they did is they put this caster style wheel. Cost about seven bucks the the, <laughs> the wheel, and they they used the epoxy, which was also purchased at Ace Hardware, by the way. And they uh-huh. attached the wheel to the tortoise's shell so that they apparently they had to amputate a leg. I should have said that first, and that's why they put the uh, wheel there. Wow! Yeah, and and you know we do we've done this at our hospital. We maybe haven't put the wheel on, but you know you have to be a little MacGyver to work on reptiles, and that's kind of the fun <laughs> thing. Epoxy and other things like fiberglass are often used to kind of help heal the shell in these guys. And we've actually had um, I can think of a couple tortoises where we had to amputate a limb because you know. Generally, a dog kind of chews them up or something. Uh-huh. And then we, we we did is we put a um, a pebble, like a big stone, on the underside of their plastron, oh. under their shell, and we epoxied that. And it was a little bit more durable to the outdoor burrow environment sure. than having a wheel that could rust and stuff like that. So I saw the tortoise on the news, and I thought that was clever. But, um, you know, for a real rugged tortoise that wants to live the lifestyle, it might be a little limiting. <laughs> this is, I'm going to put a picture of the tortoise over the website, by the way, so that people can see this. I'm also going to put a link to that video that we were talking about earlier. Uh, I just got a confirmation just now. We are going to have Eric Knight and Dwayne Dyer. Is that correct? Is that Yes, we are. Both of them are going to come on the show and talk this, about Paco. This is Well, one of them is Paco's owner, and one of them owns the shop that the robbers came into. And if you mm-hmm. haven't seen this video yet, head on over to the Animal Radio website at animalradio.com, by the way, and uh, you can see the video before they come on the air. And if you have any questions, call me. Let me know. Are there questions I should be asking them? 1-866-405-8405. Stacy's in the newsroom working hard. What are you working on? There's a dog in China that has actually grown two pair of ears, and the second pair of ears are bigger than the first pair of ears. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. 
I would like to personally thank Stella and Chewies for sponsoring Animal Radio. Not only do they sponsor a great show, but they have a great food, which we've been talking about for a little over a couple of years here. We've been talking about their dog food. Now they have introduced their cat food, their dinner for cats. Just like the dog food, it's made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grain, filler, artificial preservatives, colorings, or salt. Good stuff. Four flavors for your cat now, and I'd like to send you a sample. Would you like a free sample? All you got to do is pay for the stamp, put a stamp on an envelope, address it to yourself, and then send that envelope to me. The address over at AnimalRadio.com. Just hit the Stella and Chewy's link. And when I get that envelope, I'll pop a little uh, Stella and Chewy's treat right in there and send it back to you so that you can try it on your cat. And we also have the dog samples, too. I know that. Yeah, so please let me know which one you want noted. Somewhere on the envelope, put a post-it in there. Just write down you want the cat sample or the dog sample. Stella and Chewy's. Visit them at StellaandChewy's.com. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, many pet owners might not think twice about taking their dogs for a walk in the woods, but an unusually wet spring and hotter temps have created a booming population of a pest that seems to pose a danger to people and their pets. Ticks are being found in higher numbers this year, and the insects can carry Lyme disease. Humans can get this disease caused by bacteria by just being bitten. Humans can also get the disease from an infected pet. If a dog's been exposed and you've been in the same area as your dog, you potentially have been exposed as well. The vets say there's only one way an owner can actually get Lyme disease from their pet, and that's when the bacteria that causes the disease gets from the tick's blood into the human bloodstream. So they warn you that, that if you're going to remove a tick without gloves, it can expose you to the disease. Vets also say the best way to protect yourself and your pet is to use a topical flea and tick medication. A growing number of Americans seem to be spending their nights snuggled up with their dogs. In fact, a recent survey found that 42% of all dog owners allow their dogs to sleep in bed with them at night. I do. Psychologists, all three of them, psychologists point out that dogs add companionship if you're single, and I am, probably because my dogs sleep with me, and if you've been in a bad relationship, as I have been, and they provide extra warmth on a cold night. Well, hearing doesn't appear to be a problem for one dog in China. The UK's Orange News is reporting that a dog named Shun Shun has actually grown a second pair of ears. Shun Shun's owner says a friend gave him the dog about a year ago. The man didn't notice anything until about six months later when Shun Shun started growing these new ears behind his original ears. I wish my kids could do this, then maybe they'd hear me. The ears have continued to grow, and now they're bigger than Shun Shun's first pair. Shun Shun's owner says the extra ears aren't affecting his appetite. He still loves eating tomatoes, watermelon with his family. Well, maybe we should give that dog some dog food and see if they stop growing. A Florida man is just now finding out it's never a good idea to leave a police a trail of clues after you commit a crime. According to WFTV.com, Jeffrey Smart was arrested early Monday morning for allegedly stealing a swan from an Orlando lake. A witness called 911 after they saw Smart enter the park and then he grabbed the bird. 
how do you even carry a bird like that? Police quickly found a trail of feathers, which took them to the home where Smart was holding this swan hostage. The 24-year-old is now facing charges of grand theft and cruelty to animals. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Is your mule giving you trouble? Biting, kicking, basically being stubborn as a, well, mule? You may have to go to mule school at Pierce College in Woodland Hills, California. Instructor Steve Edwards says the biggest problem with mules is that most people aren't smart enough to be around them. He says they're not really stubborn, just smart. People all over the country have taken the school's $42 week-long class at the school's equestrian center. You can learn mule riding, mule packing, how to treat diseases, and how to communicate with this very unique animal. Edward says mules can do anything a horse can do, but only if they feel like it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. Hey, Dusty, welcome to Animal Radio. I have Lottie, the world's famous Russian dog wizard here for you. What's going on? Well, I uh, found a dog in the parking lot of a truck stop. I drive truck uh, that was pretty chewed up and... Looked like he'd been running wild for a while, and uh, I kind of could leave him there, and I had to go, so I took him with me and uh, took him out to go to the bathroom and regularly, and he would uh, squat to pee, and he had a bum leg for a while, so uh, I just assumed that even though he was a boy, he was going to squat to pee. Uh as he got better, though, he started cocking his leg, and now he wants to mark everything. He doesn't actually want to go out and go to the bathroom. He's going around giving everything he can a shot, and that's fine until I get home. And then he's doing that to my wife's flowers and garden. <laughs> okay, Dusty. So in the very beginning, I was thinking you were going to complain about so your dog is not lifting the leg. I was thinking, oh, boy, this is the, such a minor problem. But after that, you start to talk about marking all over. But, you know, I uh, really did not understand one simple thing. Uh, you said he's marking in your truck. That's what you're telling me? No, no. No, he's fine in the truck. He... Uh, you know, I stop every few hours and let him out. And uh, he's, 
he'll do that marking when I leave him out. He won't just pee like he did before. Oh, I got and get it. Get it over I with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I got it. You know, he wants to do all this marking now, but it's a okay. problem when I go home. And when you bring him home, he marks in, uh, everywhere in your house, yes? No, not in the house, outside. He just has to go from plant to plant, flowers, you know. I see. So what is your question? Well, I wonder if, uh, you know, there's anything that can really be done about that because my doesn't like him going on so you wanna, all the you wanna him pee, stuff like that. You want him pee and poop in one spot, that's what you're telling me. How to teach him to pee and poop immediately in one place, that's what you're telling me, yes? Yeah, that's that would be great. <laughs> Okay, um, you know, in this situation here, the problem is the dogs are creature of habits, so you already allow that problem happened. Uh, why the dogs mark? Um, and I am sure what you're telling me is related to the marking behavior without even knowing. Uh, of course, he, he's neutered, yes? No, I don't know. Huh? Okay, this is the big problem. We should have started from that. So you got to go to the doctor. You're going to cut off that stuff, and you will be in a much better situation, I think, in two months from now, for sure. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you, you know, plus you, you're really prohibiting any chance for the future health problem. You know, it's male. You have a, you know, he can uh, have a prostate problems, uh, cancer, testicles, and all the things. So you better off take care of that now. Then you will pay the price, much more price than you're paying you now health price in the future. That would be my, my advice. And that will be starting point. And once you've done it, you know, the rest of the things will be so simple. All that you need to do to do to show him that is not his special. This is a very special. Spe- uh, you are in charge in those areas because if the dog think he's in charge, he's going to lift this leg everywhere around. So what you will need to do, you will need to do not allow him number one to pee and poop in many areas. You will need to temporarily keep your eyes on him, and if you cannot, you gotta create him whatever his home. Or with you, have a little crate in your truck or have a big crate in your house. So for two weeks, it's not forever. Crate him when you cannot watch him. When you can watch him, bring him to the area you unbelish, you like it or hate it, and tell him, go party, go party, go party, go pee, go pee, go pee, go poop, whatever you want to tell him for number one and number two problems. As he does, praise him and give him a reward after. As you walk with him and he wants to mark the territory, snap the leash, tell him, "Uh uh-uh. And say, let's go and walk with him a little bit. And after maybe pick a few areas where you would like him to pee. I know as a truck driver, it's a very hard. That is why if he doesn't pee and poop inside of your truck, you can use the truck as the crate. Basically, you don't need to have a crate in your truck. But once you got him off, don't get him off without leash. Put him on the leash and give the command. Go party, go party. He pees a little bit. And after that, do some obedience training with him after bring him exactly to the same spot and ask him again. If he pees, praise him. If he doesn't want or you, 
momentarily put him back in the truck and no pee anymore for maybe one, two hours. And I don't know if you're driving after that, get off. And, you know, if he wants to really have a lot of urine in his body, he going to pee it anyway in one place. That way you will reward him. So prohibiting him from pee everywhere, pee him, uh, reward him for peeing in one area, confine him when you cannot, cut that stuff off, and you will be better off. Thank you for calling us. Hey, thank you very much. one 405 Good boy. <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day, a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> Pets Day includes the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and a specialty room service menu for your dog. I like that the best. Find more details at Caesars.com slash PetStay Las Vegas. And let's say you were hitting out there tonight through August 25th. Tonight through August 25th, the Rat Pack is back. Now, of course, it's not, not the, the original, original Rat Pack. That would be kind of tough. Um, actually, the original Rat Pack, not a lot of people know this. A little history for those of you that don't know this. Okay. The original Rat Pack main guy was Humphrey Bogart. Really? And it was actually in the 60s that... Uh, that doesn't what, work. Yeah, it was Sinatra, <laughs> Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, and uh, Peter Lawford actually became the second Rat Pack. And of course, the one you see in Las Vegas tonight, of course, is, you know, just a bunch of actors. But they do a really good job. Okay. And, and I bet you it ain't the Humphrey Bogart um, no. in- interpretation of it. It's uh, no, it isn't. It's uh, definitely, and I, I like it. I thought these were like the coolest guys walking around. And of course, does that show how old I am? You're showing your age, Hal. Oh, people, tonight, if you're as old as me, at the Crown Theater at the Rio in Las Vegas, you can see the Rat Pack tickets start at sixty-two dollars. Brought to you by Pet Stay. You can bring your dog, put him in the hotel room, go see the show. And then, we all should go. Yeah, we should. It's only, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump. It away. is from here. Let's it is. Do it. Very close. I always have fun in Vegas with you. You're just a you. You ooze Vegas is what you do. <laughs> I ooze Vegas. You guys should start your own Rat Pack. Yes. Yes, we could call it the Dog Pack. The Dog Pack. There, there you go. Concierge desk. This is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio.
Welcome, my friend. It's Animal Radio. The phones are open toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, which spells absolutely nothing, so I'm going to try. Kaplugan knows what it spells. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your questions along with Susan Sims, animal communicator Joey Turner, groomer Joey Volani, and Dr. Debbie. And this week, kicking off a brand new segment on Animal Radio. Very excited about this. Joey Turner is going to give us tips on how to communicate with our pet. This is, as you said, the first tip. And so I decided we'd start with some of the basics. Things like what is actually going on inside the heads of those wonderful animal kids that we live with. And, by the way, everyone might find it interesting that most of what I'm going to be saying about how animals think and how to communicate with them and hear the responses from them is also true for humans as well. Okay. For those of us who live with animals as our family, we all know that animals think. The question sometimes is exactly what kinds of things do they think about? Yeah. Everybody wants to know that. And <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the short answer here is pretty much just about anything that we think about, they can too. There are a few exceptions. Okay. They usually don't sit or lie around planning how they can get back at us for some perceived slight. They also don't typically hold grudges. Now, I say typically because while that is true of most animals I've spoken with over the years, there has been the occasional one or so that actually does hold grudges. Really? Yeah, not very often, but every now and then. And they do think about a whole lot more than just things like what kind of food do they want to eat or what kinds of games do they want to play. Their thought processes are just as complex as our own. The one thing that I have found is greatly different most of the time is that they don't hold judgment. And that's why we can behave in any way we want to, even if it's not very nice, and our animal kids are still loving to us the next time they see us. Don't limit yourself or them. Start talking to them about the same things you'd like to talk to any other human about and see what happens. The next time you're wondering what's on your furry kid's mind, see what's on yours. And the next time we'll talk about what words are good to use and what words are not so good. Do you know, I had a dog once that held a grudge. When I was a kid, and I remember this distinctly, we're over my my Uncle Billy's house and had this <laughs> little poodle terrier mix. His name was Scruffy. Scruffy was a fun dog, but every now and then would get a little rambunctious. So while Scruffy was eating, and I was a kid, and I was, you know, I was a little snot nose, I figured I'm going to pull Scruffy's tail. So I pulled Scruffy's tail, and he didn't stop eating. And I'm going to say, maybe about 30 seconds later when he stopped eating, he turned around, and he was a mouthful of teeth growling at me. Ooh. And as I proceeded to... <laughs> run into the living room, he chased me and nipped me on the back of the leg. Ah. And that was to say, now, don't you do that again. <laughs> I guess it was. And you want to know something? I didn't do it again. <laughs> Joy Turner, of course, very happy to have her on Animal Radio. And if you'd like to talk to her, it's toll free right now, 1-866-405-8405. Uh, in just a few minutes, Joey Volani has a tip of the week. From his own experience, he ran into a skunk, or his dog, Miles, ran into a skunk. And so he's going to have some tips of how to get rid of that skunk smell. Pretty good. I know what they are, and you'll want to be sticking around for that. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. This is Animal Radio. This is Dr. Debbie back to take your calls at 1-866-405-8405. 
And I think we have Joanne on the line. Hi. Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you? I'm doing super today. How's everything with you? Well, I'm doing okay, but my, my two little puppies. Uh, what kind of puppies? I have a silky terrier, and that's speed bump. And I, <laughs> I have that. a I have a tweeny dachshund, and that's, oh. that's, that's TK Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> and we rescued. We had TK. We rescued speed bump, and we had him for about a week, and he started to sneeze, and he okay. sneezed and sneeze and sneeze and within a few days TK started sneezing and sneezing and sneezing too so I have since I had called I took him to the vet but I was wanting you to explain something to me because the vet that I took him to we put him on with a doxycycline the antibiotics and they're both doing a yeah they're both doing a whole bunch better but she said she thought it was kennel cough. Well, I thought I was under the impression that kennel cough was a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a you. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, how do they get that? And, you know, although they are doing better, she had even mentioned nasal mice. Mm-hmm, yeah. And just, you know, things for me to watch out for, you know. With the kennel yeah. cough, with it being, you know, thinking that the sneezing was kennel cough, does it settle somewhere else? Is that what it is? Well, I'd say kennel cough, we kind of just group a lot of different types of infectious agents into that. And, and you're right, that the typical kennel cough, we hear a dry, hacking cough that... And um, it's definitely more of a lower airway type problem. But there are dogs that can have nasal discharge, um, that may have sneezing signs, and especially if it's kind of on the boogery side, um, that um, can be kind of classified into kennel cough. It might be a slightly different agent. But the basic um, thing is that if you have a pet that's new to the home, came from somewhere, you know, a, a kennel, an adoption area, um, pet store, whatever, um, if they come into the home, you know, they're potentially exposed to respiratory agents, and those can be viruses and bacteria, and those are spread just by breathing the air that another animal shares. Um, certainly, if they're in closer contact, um, there's more potential for spreading some of these respiratory agents um, directly from dog to dog. Um, but that's typically how it spreads. So, you know, if one pet comes into the home and you've already got some other dog, um, they can very easily pass those agents you know, to the next dog and so forth and so on. Um, so that's kind of how that whole process happens. And I'd say, you know, I, I think with your recent um, new pet to the home, I would definitely believe that something infectious like kennel cough is probably very likely. Um, you did mention nasal mites, and, you know, that's always, ooh, you know, what the heck is that? You know, yeah. that just kind of makes your skin crawl thinking of mites in some nose area there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that is something we can see in some dogs, and it's really more um, something I think of if we're dealing with a chronic problem where we have a chronic nasal discharge or chronic sneezing problem um, that we can't find a reason for, whether it be allergies or uh, a bad tooth or, you know, something else. Um, but, you know, if, if it seems that that sneezing and the, the discharge is still going on, 
it's not not a bad idea to treat for nasal mites and see if we see clinical improvement. And, and I've actually done that with several pets um, just to try to make sure that we, we cover that base and we treat for potential nasal mites. But I think your kids sound like they probably, you know, kind of caught a little infectious bug and they're going to be sniffling and sneezing and maybe coughing. Um, you said you haven't seen any of that coughing yet, huh? They were doing some. They're they're doing quite a bit better because poor little speed bump. I mean, he looked, you know, like some poor little child at the solo serve. He was blowing bubbles, you know. Aww. Oh, it scared me so bad. The other one, of course, Aww. you know, he gets to sneeze it, and then he would start doing the reverse sneeze. Oh and, yeah. You know, my concern was that since we drive a truck and we're in so many different places, you know, I mean. Can they pick at, you know, me taking them out of the rest area and people not picking up after their pets, is that something that, I mean, of course, they've all got their shots and blah, blah, blah. Are those things that they can catch from, you know, just the area where other dogs have been? You're probably more likely to see a, this type of problem if you're going nose-to-nose with another dog, since you're talking kind of an outdoor environment. Um, you know, if you're going to a, a grooming facility or for a boarding area, you might have a little bit more potential for that. But, no, I think you guys are fine. You know, and once they get over this, I wouldn't be too worried, um, you know, as long as you're, you know, being cautious and not allowing unsupervised interactions with other dogs. Um, you know, I, th- I think you'll be fine there. Just it's a rough deal to kind of get over these respiratory things when they're, um, it's miserable. It's hard to watch them, isn't it? Well, yeah, it was awful because, I mean, you know, when we first got Speed Bump, I mean, he'd run and play and jump and, you know, just be himself. And in, within two days, I mean, he got to where he was lethargic and he would lay and I could hear him breathe. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, we stopped in Wyoming to take him to the vet and, you know, I was afraid we wouldn't make, him, make it home with him because of his mm. breathing and you know within two days the antibiotics started working but you know it was still i mean he would even he would he sneezed so hard that he eventually started having bloody nose you know yeah yeah, definitely. And sometimes extra humidity can kind of help when we're fighting and getting through those things. But I definitely, I think, Joanne, I, I totally agree with where your, your veterinarian was going with that. And I, I think, you know, you're heading down the right path. And just like a little extra TLC, um, give the babies a pat for me and uh, hope they're feeling up to their snuff very soon. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call here at 1-866-405-8405. Stacy Cohen working on news. Well, when this man bought his chihuahua, I don't think he was shopping for a guard dog. Turns out this little chihuahua is more than just a chihuahua. And we have video of a robbery that took place and this chihuahua that actually saved the day. Well, very exciting. We link to that video, by the way, over at AnimalRadio.com. This dog has been uh, on Good Morning America Inside Edition. I want to know his agent, man. I got to get connected like that. I think I think he will need an agent after this. I know that uh, boy, his his career has taken off. The little Chihuahua thinks he's a Doberman. It's all coming up on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. It's toll-free to connect with the Dream Team at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Beth, how are you? Good. How are you today? Good. Where are you? In 
the um, great state of Alabama. The South great, Alabama. Great state of Alabama. I love it. I love it. Now, you don't have that Alabama accent, though. Oh, you think not? Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised you say that. <laughs> well, now I'm I hear it there. I catch it. Yeah, I'm picking up on yeah. it. <laughs> well, now, of course, you have the Indiana accent, Dr. Debbie, which is fairly middle America. I have the Chicago accent. I'm not from southern Indiana, so it's more that nasally Chicago thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how can we help you today, Beth? I have a question for um, Dr. Debbie. I have four dogs. Three of them are labs. One is a mixed breed, and they are, I think, senior dogs. Two of them are 12 years old, and the other two are nine years old. Okay. And I have four lab, I have three labs and like I said, a mixed breed. I was wondering, I read somewhere about feeding the dogs. We feed our dogs at night or late, late in the afternoon. I read somewhere that as your dog get up, gets older that perhaps it's a, it's better to feed, to split up the feeding, feed in the morning and then at night. What do you think? You know, you know I personally, in general, for any dog, I like feeding twice a day. And there's a couple of reasons. It generally kind of coincides with the social time in the household. So it's a bonding time. Um, and I do meal feeding for my dog. So I set it down and it, it's a time for me to kind of reward them and also practice some obedience uh, skills as well. But also it helps to kind of set that pattern of this is what you're going to do for the day. And, and for many dogs, maybe not so much in an older dog, but it helps to decrease boredom if they have things to do at the beginning and the end of the day, something to look forward to. So they're maybe less apt to chew things in the yard or around the house. Um, and then I'd say the once-a-day thing for an older pet, we might be a little bit more worried about some health problems. Um, if there's any continence issues, then um, twice-a-day feeding might be a little tough if they're unsupervised for periods of the time. Um, but it does have the benefit of if you feed twice a day, it can help to maybe decrease the risk of something such as bloat, which is a problem, especially in larger dogs. When um, if we, it's better if we feed small meals more often than very one large, very uh, big meal during the day. So that would be maybe a health benefit I could see for your situation there. But the honest truth is, some dogs prefer once a day eating, and if it's kind of ingrained and they seem satisfied, then then there's no reason you have to change it. It would be more just a strategy to kind of work on some of those other things. And in older pets, we want to make sure they are eating. So um, twice a day feeding does give you that opportunity to really kind of observe their eating and drinking on a more frequent um, interval, and, and that might be a benefit for the older timers as well. Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Thank you. Thanks for calling today, one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. If the ocean goes down, we're all going down. I'm Jan Sluzer, and we'll go to an astonishing art exhibit that showcases the pretty ugly truth about ocean trash. People are attracted to look at this because it's attractive, but then they get up close and they're horrified, and then they start wanting to know more about the issue. Angela Hazeltine-Potsey is executive director of Artula, a nonprofit dedicated to using art to educate about environmental issues. Her latest interactive media project is called Washed Ashore, making huge sculptures of endangered sea creatures out of ocean trash picked up from Oregon's remote southern coastal beaches. Angela says the chunk of plastic with fish bites are especially horrid. That's such clear evidence that the fish are eating it. The exhibit includes a walk-in jellyfish made of plastic bottles sounding like the ocean hitting rocks when its tentacles move. And there's Lydia the giant harbor seal made from plastic lids tangled in rope. 
a musical sea star made from bottles, styrofoam coral reef, and... We have an oil spill sculpture all made of the black plastic that we collected that towers over you and drips on top of you with black plastic. Washed Ashore has processed over 7,000 pounds of garbage from the ocean with three tons in the exhibit. An ongoing project, every day hundreds of volunteers hit the beaches near Bandon, Oregon to pick up a never-ending supply of marine debris. I've got the Buddhists and the Baptists working next to each other. I've got the Democrats and the Republicans. I've got the Rednecks and the Hippies all working together because we all care about the ocean. This project is about taking tragedy and turning it around into hope. To learn more, go to the website washedashore.org. I'm Jan Sluzer. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets, it's Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis, screening your calls right now for Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, Animal communicator Joy Turner, Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard, and our pet travel expert Susan Sims. And she's also produced quite a hell of a show today, I, I might add. You have a very special guest coming on in just a few Actually, a couple of really special guests. If you've seen this viral video on YouTube of the little chihuahua scaring off the robbers at a smoke shop during a, during a robbery. Do you, have you seen I I'm pretty sure almost everybody's seen it. You've seen it, Judy, right? <laughs> I, I had to watch it several times, actually. Oh, it's great. It's great. I want the dog. <laughs> Joy Turner, have you seen this video? Absolutely. I think everyone needs to go look at it. Okay, well, in a few minutes, we're going to link to it from the front of the website at AnimalRadio.com, but in a few minutes, we're going to talk to the owners there, and we're going to find out a little more. I understand the dog is becoming a Hollywood celebrity. I bet. I bet he's got a movie deal already in the makes. We'll find out. Of course, with fame comes all kinds of problems like uh, kidnapping. We're going to find Uh-oh. out about that in just a few minutes with him, too. And Joey Volani, who's... Uh, you look better this week, buddy. i got to tell you that right now. I feel a little bit better. My hand is still still hurting a little bit, but it's getting better little by little. Good, good. What's our tip going to be? You know, remember I always say that my tips are off personal experiences? Uh-oh. Well, we had a little Pepe Le Pew fight with one of the Terriers. Oh. And I used something that I actually got off from a guest from this show, and it worked wonderful. So I'm going to talk about that. Coming up in just a few minutes, right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. Hi, Jan. How are you? I'm fine, Vladdy. How are you? This is not uh, the Vladdy. This is the Vladdy. Before it was hell. He's he's okay. working as my assistant. <laughs> Sorry, you know, all are like three thousand miles away from me. So. Three thousand. Um, Where I, are you calling from? Germany or from Russia? I'm calling from Indiana, uh, Southern Indiana. Oh, okay. uh, so what is your problem? Mm-hmm. Well, I rescued a dog recently, and I'm trying to understand pack behavior. And locally, I can't seem to find anybody that really has a good understanding of how a dog reacts once it is separated from a pack and its behavior and trying to adjust. This was a dog that was part of a large pack that belonged to an elderly man who lived on the Ohio River. And he lived there pretty much all of his life. So this little girl that I've adopted was raised by an elderly man with another pack at one time numbering 50 dogs, eventually thinned down to 19. The man apparently had a heart attack or whatever and came up missing, and the marina notified uh, the authorities, and they started looking for him and found him two weeks later. In the meantime, they rescued these dogs. Going forward, my dog dies, my own dog dies, and I was really lonely. About three weeks later, I started looking online for adoption possibilities, and I came across the paws. Uh, are you familiar with paws in California? 
Yeah, sure, sure, Jenny. Okay. So let's let's you know start from the problem. Can you just tell me, for everyone who is listening to me, Vladi, can how can I? And just give me a question. And after we're gonna ask, okay. I'm gonna ask you about the, uh, what I need information. So that's okay. that's why we're gonna do it very quick. Okay, I need to find out if when she, every time I take her outside, she assumes this very. Um, like a submissive, uh, pitiful, crying. She tucks her tail in between her legs. She hunkers down and cries pitifully. I mean, if anybody would hear us, they would think this little dog is being abused, and she's not. And I don't know if she is missing her pack, if she will eventually adjust through this. Um, mm -hmm. I've taken her to my vet, and he put her on, I guess, the equivalent of the do doggy Prozac. That didn't really sure. help. So you're taking your dog outside, and the dog is screaming. And are you talking about taking your dog outside for walk? Yes, uh, or or just outside to pee and poop? Uh, Be specific. Outside, we have a big fence backyard. We have a, a, a dog, an older dog. He's an outside dog. Okay, and you and mm -hmm, you you take her in the backyard, and she's squealing. Yes, and she she cries, and and then she does the same thing one when I try to bring her back in. So I don't know if she's scared. I'm just trying to understand her. Um, I'm sure she misses her. She lost her owner, her home, and her pack. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to give her a good home, and I'm just trying to understand what's going in her I got it. Head. I got it, Jen. But, but what, while you're not taking her outside, she's fine inside of your house. She's eating. She's uh, happy. She's playing with another dogs. Inside no, of the house. She, she lays around a lot. Um I try to get her to play. She won't play. I do. I've been trying to teach her how to do uh, leash walking. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, she hadn't been on a leash, and uh, but right now it's just the, the the behavior of her going outside just to poop or just to be in mm -hmm. the backyard. Once she's out mm -hmm. for a while, she's okay. But the initial going out and then coming back in. Here's what I would do in this situation. Yes, Yudoka feels like depressed, feels like taking out of the pack. Any changes in the environment create some stress. Some dogs more susceptible to the stress, some less, like a humans. It's the same. If you want to know a little bit yeah. more about animal behavior, look at, look at the humans. It's yeah. the same thing. Forget about Caesar Milan, one versus another. It's the same pack mentality. Yeah. So it's a social species. So the dog is any changes, and it depends on the dog's personality. The more insecure dog, the more reacting this way so despite of the situation my general take would be give your dog more physical and uh, uh, mental stimulations i would do obedience training with my dog i would distract my dog from being squeaky to the, what i told my dog to do i will do obedience training and i would do some long walk but i'm gonna walk my dog not the dog we're gonna walk me i do believe if the dog is tired he also will be good dog i'm gonna sleep with with, with this dog in my bedroom in the crate maybe uh, next to my bed or in the dog bed if the dog is okay to not pacing and sleeping in the little in the in the bedroom that's in general what i do whatever i i don't want to create too much separation anxiety but i will create some bonding right now if i take pick up the milk across the street i'm gonna take that dog put that dog in my crate and excuse me in my in my vehicle which to some degree is crate and i'm gonna drive with my dog i would not allow this dog create too much bond with another dogs i would want to create that bond with me that's why sometimes oh. i'm gonna isolate another dogs somewhere behind the barrier 
carrier and spend some time with my dog. Jo, do you want something to add? Do you feel something like a psychic hotline? Uh, well, yeah, actually, I do, and I totally agree, Vladi, with everything you said. This little girl is so terrified. She has no idea what's going on in her life. Yes. She feels like she's being punished. She thinks yes. she may have been separated out so she could get killed. I, I never just, thought about that, yeah. Yeah, there's, and what I would do for that, along with what Vladi is talking about, I would talk to her in a very slow way, making as many pictures in your mind as you can about what you envision her life being like. And I love the fact that Vladi would say to really bond with her, keep her with you like she's glued to you. She needs someone to replace her security, which was these other dogs in the pack. So. And, you know, if she likes, for instance, some special treats, make sure, put those special treats on, on the shelf somewhere. And ten times per day, grab it, make the noise. Hey, baby, you know, yes, I want to get this one and give it to her many times. And after that, cool down. Don't pay attention to her 10 minutes, and after do it again. Give it like high and low, high and low, so she keep her on the t- and the tiptoes. Listen, your situation is even more complicated, and you can contact my office by visiting website SoCalDogTraining.com. We can schedule some time with you more and just talk about this and beyond, and I will be more than happy to help you out. Thank you for calling to Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your Natural Balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. PetHub.com helps you get your lost pet home faster by using new technology to solve an old problem. Why hope someone takes your pet to a shelter or vet to scan for a microchip when over 40% of us already have cell phones that can scan a PetHub.com pet tag? Store emergency contact, medications, dietary needs, licensing information, and much more. PetHub.com. Protect. Share. Nurture. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. 
New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abuses are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. Hey, Bob. Hi. Welcome to the show. I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. Hey. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, my question is this, okay? I have about a, a 15-year-old cat. It's a feral cat that I picked up a while ago, and uh, it has a polyp in its ear. So I brought it to the vet, and actually, he was a country doctor, so he, he of course, he was a vet for, you know, uh, cows in our hometown and so on and so forth, and... Uh, he was an excellent doctor, and uh, I brought the cat back, and it healed extremely well. Now, uh, polyps, I understand, they do grow back in the, into the ear, and so what happened was uh, about five years later, and uh, the polyp actually grew back, and this mm-hmm. time it grew to a point where she was really she was really hurting, so I brought her to another vet, which is a, um, a vet that really, um, non-profit, it was a non-profit vet, anyway, uh, she removed it, but she couldn't get to the root of it, so she had break it, broke it off. And it actually, um, when I brought, brought the uh, cat back, it developed an infection, and I thought it was on antibiotics. And uh, my uh, whole thing is she's, she's now in the same condition she was a year ago, only worse because the polyp is actually growing out of the ear. And uh, I'm quite concerned because... Last time, I, it, was, it was a very costly experience, and uh, I don't know what to do, truthfully, is uh, to, if, there, if I could, is, is there some kind of expertise of a vet that they can actually get to the root of that particular uh, polyp, or, yeah, or, or sure. is, is, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't sure, because maybe they didn't, she didn't go in deeper, of course, I'm not a vet, so I really don't know, okay? <laughs> Yeah, well, some some good questions all kind of inside that those uh, problems that you're having there. So when we're talking about polyps in cats, they can have them generally from two various areas. Uh, one would be from the ear, where they kind of grow out the ear related right. to ear problems. We might have pawing at the ear, head shaking, a head tilt infection in the ear. The other type of polyps that we can see are actually in the nasopharyngeal area, so kind of in the back of the throat, um, where you can't really see it, but it may lead to problems sneeze discharge from the eyes or the nose. Maybe they kind of breathe through their mouth funny. The interesting thing with both of these is that we don't always know what what triggers them, but we do know that in cats that have um, respiratory problems or chronic respiratory infections, they be more, may be more prone to the polyps. Also, kitties with chronic ear infections or chronic inflammation in the ears may also be more prone to this. So the first thing, at least for a kitty with a polyp in the ear that I look at, is to make sure that we're doing everything possible to treat that ear, uh, to control that ear infection in the long term. Um, one of the more common uh, kitties that I see with um, an ear polyp come through my office is a young cat that comes in with ear mites. It's just kind of smoldering, that maybe not really a really severe problem where it's really apparent, but it 
bruise in that ear for a long period of time, and we get these polyps that grow out, and then they complicate the um, ear ear infection down the road. So if now kind of you mentioned that the vet had kind of pulled that out or removed it by what we'd kind of call traction, where we just kind of yank it and we twist it, and in some cases we can get lucky and it might not grow back. Um, If it's in the ear, though, the chance of it growing back is pretty high. Um, so we we basically, if we have reoccurrence on those things, um, sometimes we can try using things like steroids, like prednisone, to help try to treat inflammation in the ear canal. But the reality is that in many of these cases, we're going to have to go back, and we probably need a more um, aggressive type surgery in the sense that we have to get where these things grow from the root. That is often in the middle ear, kind of in the eustachian tube kind of area inside the kitty's ear. So it's really deep down there. So to get down to that level, very often, yes, you might need a specialist to do that kind of level of surgery. Um, But it depends. You know, there are veterinarians, you know, that maybe don't have the benefit of specialists in their uh, geographical area and may feel very comfortable doing the surgery. It's a matter of a little bit of equipment and um, just a comfort level on whether or not, you know, you might find a veterinarian that will do that and not have a lot of extra initials behind their name being a specialist. Um, I can tell you in a large urban area like where I'm from here, um, we typically with these, if they are reoccurring, we generally will um, refer the pet to get um, a CT scan to see at what level the polyp is. And okay. uh, commonly they'll, they'll do a surgery called a ventral bulla osteotomy and that's a way to go into the middle ear of the kitty and to actually remove the the polyp from where it's growing almost kind of from the base of the skull really um so so it can be a quite a a tricky surgery but um you know it may be something that you know a veterinarian in your area might might feel comfortable with um you know maybe just look for that cat dog uh veterinarian um you know if you've got your uh your Dr. Doolittle out there, maybe we need to find someone who might have a little more um, experience with the little ones. But right now I'm at a point where I have to make a decision because this can be a very costly um, sure. project. It's uh, very, very costly. So I, I don't know, the cat is 15 years old and she's, she's such a good uh, cat, uh, but I have to look at the reality of it also. But mm-hmm. what I might do is take your advice and maybe go see a specialist that, that uh as uh, the expertise actually to handle this particular problem, you know. Yeah, and you know, in these cases, um, having a you know a mass from deep within the ear, it can be quite uncomfortable. So, you know, having that treated and resolved, you know, you may find your kitty could be, um, you know. 15 years is not always all that old. I see cats that live 18 years, 20 years of age. So um, if this is kind of the least of her problems, um, then it might really be well um, well worth it to look into that uh, specialist possibility for you. So. I think I'm going to do that then. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, I thank you very much, and I um, God bless you for all your work that you're doing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks for your call. This is Dr. Yeah, well. Debbie. We're here ready for your calls. Give us a call, one 866 One of the things I love about Animal Radio is we have such a diverse staff. Of course, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, we yanked from David Letterman. He's actually Letterman's trainer. And uh, he now trains your dogs toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answers your vet medical questions. The best animal communicator 
around. Hands down, animal communicator Joey Turner also answering your questions, and groomer Joey Villani and Susan Sims. Groomer Joey Villani, by the way, I might mention, when does that uh, Animals 101 start, or Dogs 101 start, the new season? Dogs 101 will start on October 3rd. October 3rd. And Joey Villani's in the first eight episodes. Joey Villani? Now you're talking about yourself in the third sense there. Yes, in the third sense. (laughs) And he's going to give us a tip of the week brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Check out their brand new streamlined website and all the available products. They have Chondroflex, Sinovoflex. They have all kinds of things, not only for the senior pet, but also for the younger pet. In fact, I just got some flea medication off the website there. And I save 25% by putting in my promo code SAVE25 in the promo code box right next to There's the, new websites nice they got. Isn't it too. nice? I tell you, it's easy to get around, um, and they got a ton of stuff. And it's cheap, and even cheaper with a discount, the 25% discount. And, of course, they bring us Joey Volani with his tip of the week. So, like I was saying before, um, to you guys, if people on, um, I don't know if I was, if we were on, be, on air before we were talking about it, but usually my tips, um, come to me when I have some sort of experience during the week. And, um, you know, I, we're, we're creatures of habit here, and every night at 10.30, the dogs go out, and they, they, um, do their business one last time, and then we let them in. Um, Miles, who's the oldest of the four, um, terriers that I have, He's all the way back in the yard, and we can't see him, and yeah. I'm not hearing anything. And he comes running in the house past me, and I got the sh- strongest odor of skunk that you can imagine. Oh, it was like getting was hit in the to... face oh. with a sack of garlic. It was like it was horrible. <laughs> it's, I, t- I tasted it. It went right down my throat. Now, at 1030 at night, after a long day, the only thing I wanted to do was actually just dig, dig a hole, put the dog in it, and cover it. Because that works good, too. It gets the skunk smell right off. You don't smell it anymore. But um, couldn't do that. So, believe it or not, and no, they, the best thing is, is you can teach an old dog new tricks. Good. On the show, we had a guest on the show, and I forget who it was a while ago, and he was talking about removing skunk odor. And skunk odor is one of those things that are very, very difficult. And he had said Listerine. Miles is stinking real bad. I got him in, I got him in, in, in a tub. And when, when you have, when a dog gets sprayed by a skunk, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta break down the oils that, um, from, from, from the spray of the skunk. Okay. So, um, I got him in there and I got shampoo on. You don't wet it down. You put the shampoo on directly on the areas and, and you wash it off. And, and that'll get a good majority of it out, but never all of it. And I'm smelling his face and I'm saying, you know what? What do I got? What do I got? Oh, oh that guy was talking about the Listerine. So I went in the bathroom and I had some Listerine, and because you know, he must have been going out the skunk because it was all in his face, his, oh, you know, his mouth, guy. everything. And I put it on Miles' face with a cotton ball because I didn't want to get in his eyes. And I swabbed it in and I combed it through. And you want to know something? It worked like a charm. I was really? Like, oh my God! This is yeah. This is another one of those things I want to bottle now. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta um talk to the Listerine people here but it worked and I'm telling you it worked like a charm unbelievable and a lot of times those things work and they wear off and tomorrow you smell it it was gone now the other thing that was good is and this happens a lot because in the salons um, the same thing we de skunk pets and, and I use concoctions that I have there which I didn't have at home 
But the worst thing is when they get sprayed in the face because they're going at it, trying usually to bite the skunk, they get it in the mouth, you can't get rid of it. So what I did was is I took another cotton ball and I soaked it in Listerine real good and I went and I swabbed his tongue and inside his mouth. He didn't like it too much, but you want to know something? What? The skunk smell came out of his mouth. And sometimes that lasts for months. Wow. And the next day, no smell. No smell whatsoever, not a remnant. You wouldn't even have known that dog got sprayed by a skunk. Oh. It was unbelievable. Poor That's mind. amazing. Unbelievable. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay, so I'm going to make sure I always have a little Listerine around. I usually yeah. don't. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that you, I have... You know what? It's, let me tell you, it's worth it because no matter what... Dogs don't get, well, skunks are nocturnal, so it usually happens at night anyway, but it's usually not the early part of the night. It's usually right before you want to go to bed, okay, is when it happens. And always, it's just, you know what, you can bet on it. So keep a little in the house. And can you imagine a week in Joey Villani's life, just a week in his life between the injuries and the dogs and the skunks and all of that stuff? They should make a sitcom, uh, maybe a drama, maybe a dramedy about you what do you think i hate to say that we talked about that when i was in new jersey <laughs> because i wore so many hats and that was something that was that was talked about but it just never went anywhere joey volani ladies and gentlemen on animal radio we're damn proud of it brought to you by senior pet products you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, when you think of a guard dog, the chihuahua doesn't come to mind first. You might think of Rottweiler, Pitbull maybe, but... A chihuahua can hold his own, let me tell you. An irate chihuahua is apparently a little too much for a couple of hooded men who robbed an Altadena, California smoke shop. L.A. County Sheriff's officials have released a video of this robbery. They hope that somebody can identify these two guys. It shows the store owner placing money in the robber's backpack when his chihuahua just goes off on these guys, barking up a storm at him. They rush out of the store. They ended up taking less money than they could have. At one point, one of the men pointed his rifle at the dog. Well, this little dog doesn't back down, and he chases the pair down the street. Neither the owner nor the dog was injured. You can see this video. It's hysterical at AnimalRadio.com. And a toilet-using cat. Can you believe this? The days of stinky litter boxes could soon be over. There's a kit that will help train your cat to use a toilet. Ah, but the question is, will he put the seat down? That's what we really want to know. And does he flush? I know, it sounds bizarre, but it's a million-dollar idea. The company's made $700,000 in sales so far. It's projected to hit about a million dollars by the end of the year. And a Swedish regional newspaper has reported an arrest in the case of a man who's been accused of sexual assault in the city park. Well... You may not be, you may be surprised rather, uh, to learn how he was caught. The 23 year old man was arrested and charged with rape by police who employed the skills of a dog with highly specialized training. Rapparts Opus, that's a dog. He's a sperm detection dog and he's credited with discovering some key evidence in the case. 
According to the newspaper, the perpetrators charged with physically forcing a woman to perform a lewd act in a park. Investigating officers noted that uh, this dog found traces of semen at the scene of the crime. Samples sent for analysis matched the suspect's DNA. The technical evidence is very good, said the prosecutor. And Rapparts Opus spent a year in training before graduating before the Dog Academy in August 2010. He is the only dog in southern Sweden specialized in tracking sperm, said his trainer, B.G. Carlson. And how did they train this dog to track sperm is what we want to know. Well, maybe we don't, actually. All right, there's a coalition of cities in Washington state that has spent $27,000 to produce a music video about dog poop. It's called Dog Doogity. It reminds residents that an easy way to keep the local waterways clean is to pick up after your dog. I'm Stacy Cohen. You can get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z dot. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about the animal radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. Six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. And uh, you pretty much have to be buried under the ground to not have seen the viral video going around YouTube of the little Chihuahua Paco Paco who chased off the robber would be robbers at a smoke shop here in Los Angeles. And uh, we have the owner of both the shop and Paco's owner joining us. We have uh, Eric Knight. He's the owner of the. Is it the smoke shop, Eric? Yes, it is. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Um, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. So it must be, first of all, pretty frightening getting robbed, I would imagine. Has that is that the first time that's happened to you? First time that's happened to me ever. Did you expect the kind of uh, results? Did you expect, uh, first of all, the dog to go chasing after anybody? Right. The dog is uh, at the shop pretty much all day, and uh, it was his home. So uh, when these guys came in, as aggressive as they were, uh, Paco reacted. And uh, it was somewhat out of character for Paco to do so because he's such a calm, friendly dog. Uh huh. But he knew there was trouble, huh? He sensed it right away. Yes. Dwayne is a friend of yours and comes in and hangs out at the shop there. Yeah, Dwayne is uh, a friend and a neighbor. Uh, he's about uh, two, three doors up the street from me. And he was hanging out, of course, with Paco there. Now, the first thing I would be thinking is I'd be worried for Paco's life, and I guess that was going through both of your minds, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I didn't know what was going on until I watched the video and watched how Paco chased him out. And uh, my my first uh, reaction was to go find Paco and see how he's doing. And he was pretty well shaken up <laughs> after the incident. 
Did these guys get away with anything? They got away with around 200 bucks. Not much. Hmm. Not as much as they could have been if it wasn't for Paco, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I strongly feel that they would have hung out some more and tried to take more um, out of the uh, register. Paco really, Paco really deterred them, huh? Because when you look at the video, it was it was hard to tell, and and I was wondering, you know, if if he really, um, you know, pushed them out of the shop. He did. He chased them out. Um, like I said, if, if Paco wasn't there, they could have stayed longer. But he, he was uh, um, a huge deterrent for them to stay and, and try to go through things even more. So um, uh, with Bar with Paco barking uh, as as much as he was, he you know he he had already gotten the attention of the uh, patrons at the uh, at the Rancho Bar next door. So <laughs> yeah, everybody was. Uh, wondering what was going on so they started coming out and this, this is when the guys started taking off wow so let's let's talk to Dwayne here for a second Dwayne Dyer going to join us Paco's owner and he hangs out at the smoke shop Dwayne uh, hey Dwayne uh, how are you doing I'm doing good thanks so I guess uh, first of all a lot of fame has come your way so far Paco's way too well so, Paco's way yeah not, not necessarily my way and that's <laughs> rightfully rightfully so I wasn't even there at the time I was up at my office uh, doing some work so I didn't even know what was going on oh you didn't know Oh, which is probably a good thing, because you would have gone chasing after Paco, I imagine, huh? Uh, you bet, because he doesn't even run out in the street. He's he's kind of self-trained himself to wander between three or four different buildings, because we're on a major street. Sure, and huh? He won't cross the street. He won't go past either corner. Wow. And, uh, and he, you know, he's got beds at a couple places down the street from where he lives, <laughs> and he just hangs during the day. Now, he's a really tempered, nice-tempered dog, as far as I understand, so this was kind of... Interesting that he, he, he went after the robbers. Yeah, I, I think once the, the noise and the activity started, that, that it, it frightened him and it scared him, and he, he just knew that something was out of place. So that's when he attacked the guys. Where do I get my Paco T-shirts? Well, you're going to talk to Eric about that one. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, where do I get Paco? Is he available for adoption? <laughs> well, that's why we're trying to keep a good eye on him now. I'm, I'm a little concerned with him, you know, because he's, able to just wander around so loosely right uh -huh. here, you know, especially with his size, you're afraid somebody might try to snag him. Yeah, with his yeah. fame, I would be worried about kidnapping, are you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so. He also might, he might um, give them one of those, um, you know, one of those beatings he gave those um, those other guys. If you try to take him, I'd be afraid. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to come into the smoke shop anymore trying to rob it. <laughs> I'm thinking. No, no, uh, uh, he'll get them if they do. Yeah. Do you, do you, are there any leads to these guys yet? Not yet, not yet. Um, I just talked to the uh, detective in charge of the investigation, and they have nothing yet. So well, I I'm hope asking the public's help to uh, identify these creeps. Well, I hope when they get the lineup, they let Paco sniff him out. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm waiting for them to come into the shops uh, uh, so I can see Paco's reaction again. Because yeah. I'm sure he'll sense them once uh, once they come in. That's wild. He'll remember. <laughs> Has any producer called yet? Wanting to cast Paco in any movies? Not as of yet. No. Okay. I give it a week. And then uh, <laughs> I think there's going to be the miniseries, too. I hope so. <laughs> Paco thinks he's bigger than he uh, really is, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. He thinks he's a big dog. Well, you must be very proud. Yeah, he's got a heart of a lion. What do you think about the popularity of vi the video? I mean, 20 years ago, this would not even have been possible. I mean, for something like this to go viral. And, of course, it was the uh, it was the police that actually released it. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. Okay. I released the video on July 11th, uh, a couple of, uh, about three days after uh, the incident. So it's, it's been out there on, on my uh, YouTube channel for a while. It's just when the police released 
Where did uh, Paco come from? Did you adopt him? No, he was he was an, a rescue dog. Actually, my ex-wife, who was a broker and a, a real estate lady that she was working with, found him. Um, and they took him to the pound, just assuming that it was someone's dog and that they would come get him. Uh-huh. And after a day or two, they called her up and said that they were going to have to euthanize him the following day because no one picked him up and he was vicious. Well, it turned out he wasn't vicious, but they were going to euthanize him. So she called me and uh, and asked if I could find a home for him because she had four big dogs at the house already. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, I went down to the pound, picked him up, and he was very shy at the time. I think he'd possibly been mistreated. Um, so I just put him in the car, and he kind of hung out with me. And by the end of the day, he was on my lap, and I was hooked. <laughs> I bet. We were all hooked, <laughs> Uh, that was about two years ago, and I, they said at the time they thought he was about two years old. I'm going to put links for those that haven't seen this video over at AnimalRadio.com. I understand there's going to be a Facebook page and a Twitter account also. There is a Facebook page called Paco Chihuahua, and um, Brave Paco is the Twitter page, the Twitter feed. What kind of uh, tweets is uh, the dog tweeting? Uh, just uh, uh, thanks to all the shows that he's been on, uh, basically daily updates on what he's doing, uh, which which isn't much. All he does is eat, sleep, and just hang out. <laughs> well, he deserves that. wrong with that. <laughs> it's hard being famous. Well, there you go. You may, may have seen him on Good Morning America. He did Inside Edition. Now the pinnacle of his career, of course, Animal Radio. And we'll put links over at the uh, Animal Radio website if you haven't seen the video yet. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us. And give Paco a big old hug from all of us, Thank will you? you? Thank you for having us. We'll Take, do it. Thanks. Take give him a big bone. one 405 to connect with any one of the dream team right now. We'll go back to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. Are you struggling with sky-high credit card debt? Call Credit Card Relief. You can get out of debt in months instead of years with no fees until a debt is settled and with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Call Credit Card Relief. The consultation is free and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief. 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 
1-866-405-8405. It's toll free from anywhere in this great nation. I had some interesting spider bites this past week. Interesting. What makes a spider bite interesting? I got to ask. Uh, I want to know: is it on an animal or you? Yeah. Where is it? Not myself, thank God. Oh, you know, I'm okay. I'm a wuss when it comes to my own medical problems. I, did, I, I thought you were going to lift something and show me a spider bite or something like that, but apparently you're talking about animals. Are like a dog got a spider bite? Yeah, I actually had a couple of them. One um, developed swollen ears, swollen face, and we treated it for an allergic exposure, allergic reaction. We didn't Ooh. really know what the story was. And in the end, after it all came down, they found a large wolf spider in the dog's bed, um, which is kind of just a big, ugly spider. And it's not particularly venomous. It's just um, can cause a hypersensitivity, kind of like, you know, someone who's allergic to bee stings. So was it a dome scratcher for you at first? Were you Did you know what it might be or what kind of symptoms did it have? Well, he came in with his uh, face and his lips kind of all swollen and the wow. ears, the actual flaps of the ears were swollen about four times the, the thickness of what they should have been. Mm. So that's kind of rings those bells. So yeah, I know how you're always looking to try to stump the doc. I, I know the, <laughs> the game here is kind of like a, a game show for Hal here. Hey doc, can you guess this <laughs> one? Just do good. <laughs> you did do very good. You said you had a couple of spider bites though. What were the other ones? Oh yeah, yeah. And then another one came in and he was vomiting, having all sorts of abdominal pain, uh, back pain. We treated him supportively. Didn't really know exactly what it had. And then 48 hours later, he developed an abscess on his side and we discovered that the family had problems with black widow spiders so all of these symptoms were all related to that and we did a little surgery to help fix the abscess and uh, unfortunately both of these guys made a wonderful recovery but it just goes to prove you don't always know we don't have that spider walking up to us and saying hey doc i just bit your bit your patient (laughs) now i thought black widows could kill an animal i mean aren't they pretty much have venom that uh, especially a small animal i know they can kill humans or at least cause a lot of trouble yeah definitely the smaller the critter the the worse the the envenomation so cats definitely can have a fatal bite smaller critters can have more problems they can go into respiratory arrest have tremors um but for a larger dog you know this guy got off pretty easy i think um and as far as he just uh kind of had the the pain the abdominal problems and then just the wound at the site that got infected so yeah it was, it's always fun veterinarians we learn every day and we wish our patients talk to us but you know joy this is where you could really help me out man <laughs> absolutely and that actually is something i do often do veterinarians call on you and say hey listen i can't figure out what's going on could you talk to the animal i do have a few vets that do that and i have a lot of other humans that maybe haven't been able before they'll call me before they want to go to a vet so they can say okay so let me gather all of the information I can, take it, present it to my vet, which is always what I recommend. Take this information, tell your vet what Mm -hmm. your kid has to say, and see what they can do to help. You like it when people come in with a lot of information, and sometimes a a bag full of poop, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love videos, we love samples, but you know what? If if I started having all my patients come in with an actual list of their complaints coming from Joy, (laughs) it it would make my job so much easier. So I'm going to, I may tap into that one there, Joy. Okay, well, I'm always available for you. one 405 Joy's available for you right now. Yeah, you looking down at your radio if you want to communicate with your animal. Or perhaps you have a question, a, a medical question. Dr. Debbie can answer that. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. And, of course, groomer Joey Volani. This is Animal Radio. Hey, 
Hey, Christine. Hi, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Where are you? Uh, right now I'm at home <laughs> in Northern California. Northern California. Okay, yeah. beautiful place. Uh, I have Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard here. He can help you with any of your uh, dog behavior issues. What's up with your dog? I have a cross between a dachshund and a Pomeranian, and she was never house trained. She is about a year and a half now, but that's not the horrible issue. I can't get her to shut up. <laughs> Christine, you know, the real issue is, you already said, your dog hasn't, did not have a training in the past. Right. And that's, that's the really issue for everyone, and I'm kind of... Uh, sounds like a broken phone, but I tell again and again, if a dog is trained properly, dog is also behave properly because right. uh, proper training and proper behavior goes always hand in hand. Uh, now, uh, if uh, I pretty, I can relate to your situation because um, I'm uh, coming to the people's home every day and Duxon and Pomeranian, both of them problem makers, and both of them barkers. Yeah, I, so, I, have, I have a neighbor behind me who keeps sending me nasty grams. Uh-oh. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. By the way... Uh, hand-delivered, yeah. By the way, Christine... And that's after, you know, that's after a bark collar's on her. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you probably need to get another bark collar and put it on your, na- on your neighbor, too. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I'm very nice, you know, that's it, Judy. That's right. She takes her dogs for a walk in a stroller, so. Oh, that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. She, she probably spoiling her, her pets even more than yours. So exactly. She, so, she should, so she, you know, like we see in Russia, whose cow should say, moo, her cow should keep her mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like my humor, I see. I do. <laughs> You do, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, here is, uh, th- th- tell me pl- uh, quickly, please, what is your most concern? You dog barking when uh, someone knocks on your door or just bark when you're not home or in your presence? It uh, doesn't matter. I, I could, um, we live right on a corner across the street from the elementary school. Mm-hmm. If the wind blows, she barks at it. If anybody goes by our house, she barks at it. If they're across the street, halfway down the block, she barks at him. Oh, it sounds your dog, your dog is uh, like on something, you know? It's just yeah, she's paranoid. She's, she's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here's what I would do, Christine. I would simultaneously address the symptoms of this problem as you should eliminate the cause. The cause of this problem is, you know, your dog is bored. Your dog has no work to do, and uh, she just found the job to bark nonstop. So I really would suggest you, you like it or hate it, to hear it uh, two times per day for 30 minutes. Get the collar and leash, put in your dog, and put a really good training collar, not uh, really buckle collar, very gentle one, but still can administer soft but decisive corrections if your dog does something wrong, not what you said her. Now, I would do it two times per day, especially I would focusing on the inside, in, uh, walking inside of your home in the backyard and the front yard, uh, especially in the area where the, she barks, because you're killing two birds with one stone. Um, I know, Judy, you don't like that expression, because we're, yeah, actually, we're right. supposed to yeah, be Yeah, we don't flowers. kill birds at all, yes. Exactly, no, exactly. Don't. I don't know another phrase. Uh, you should teach me in English what another phrase you would use to that. Anyway, so <laughs> you'll tell me later, Judy. Don't look at me like okay, that. Okay, okay. 
Okay. So, uh, so what you need to do, number one, uh, dog training in this way, number one, with establishing language to communicate, uh, make your dog be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Um, and, uh, you know, like a tired kid sleep well. It also marks your territory in that area. That's what I would do, and that would address the cause. Now, regarding symptoms, Christine, grab the pencil and pen. It's uh, so simple. Yeah. If a dog is barking and you're absent, Google the product by name, Good Neighbor Barker Breaker. Good Neighbor Barker Breaker. Listen, everything which I say really works, and it's very cheap. Very cheap. You're not... You're not going to spend a lot of money. Very inexpensive. You know, we are receiving, and I am receiving a lot of items to test here on Animal Radio. Uh-huh. And this product consistently comes first, very small unit. It does not involve any color, any shock, anything. Just will pick your, your, your dog's bark from the distance and create sound. Not, the, not okay. the sonic. It's a very special sound. Works as... None in other colors, uh, excuse me, none in other units I ever tried. So good neighbor barker breaker when you're not home. Now, when you're home and your dog barks, <laughs> you know, when you're home, please uh, just get the uh, unit by name, Pet Convincer. Pet Convincer has become one of the top gadgets, was recently featured on ABC Global News. I'm very proud of it because I participate in developing that product. Pet Convincer, petconvincer.com. Okay. Okay, so basically work with your dog two times per day. Uh, that would really calm your dog down um, and, uh, you know, provide some nice tr- uh, nice toys, interactive toys when the dog can, you know, get in and just try to maybe suck on uh, peanut butter frozen and the Kong toy or something like that in your local pet store. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, make sure you are preparing for the <laughs> you You are hoping for the best but preparing for the worst. Right. Get good neighbor bar- Breaker and pet convincer, and okay. one convincing air blast, bad behavior in the past. Christine, we wish you the best of luck with this. If you need a follow up call, we're here for you toll free 1 866 405 8405 to connect with any one of the dream team. Dave here. Hey, Dave, it's Hal and the whole gang at Animal Radio. Don't say anything nasty because we're live on the air, okay? Wow, okay. We, we called to wish you a happy birthday. For those of you that don't know, behind the scenes, there's a lot of people that come together to put together Animal Radio. And behind the scenes, Dave Staub, he works in our sales and advertising department, and he's celebrating his 29th birthday this week. Is it, what are you doing this week? <laughs> well, thank you for being so kind. <laughs> what are you doing to celebrate? Well, I'm playing a gig here. We're playing with the... Uh... Um, the Miracles and the Contours at a country club in Michigan. You're a, wow. you're a musician during the week, too. Yes, you, I am. You travel all around big buses and planes and everything. Happy but... birthday. Happy birthday. Do you Happy thank birthday. You, thank you. I appreciate the call. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you go now. Get back to your big gig there. Okay. Thank you, Take guys. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.